You are now tuning in to Youth Youth Voices Amplified, a podcast production from the Community Enrichment Project, a youth civic engagement nonprofit in Washington, D.C. Hello, my name is Anthony Jenkins. I am a digital media manager intern with the Community Enrichment Project, CEP for short, and I am here joined with my co-host, Jakira Williams, a recent college graduate, also an intern with the CEP. And in this week's episode podcast, we will be discussing the topic of police in schools. Specifically, uh, mainly the school-to-prison pipeline, should police be removed from schools and are students of color being mishandled by the police and security guards in schools, why this, this is an issue and how we personally feel about it. Because this has been a deba- debatable and controversial topic for many, many years and I see both sides of the coin as to why and why not they should be allowed in schools. And I actually would like Jakira to take the floor and start this discussion. Personally, I'm conflicted on where I stand with police in schools. Um, I'm beyond aware of the issues that racist and bigoted officers pose on the African-American community. However, I do have family that serve in the um, police force. So um, it's the racist officers who give the good police officers a bad rap. And the assistant principal at Eastern Senior High School, Benjamin Davis, takes a similar approach. The assistant principal opposes the elimination of police in schools and believes that having officers in schools provides resources to kids. Um, such as being a mentor or a big brother slash big sister. And by them taking on this title, it will help the youth to push back against like systematic racism and biases that um, our African-American kids face today. So, Anthony, do you think it's possible for the black and brown youth in D.C. to be able to let down their guard, to allow these officers to be seen as mentors and big brothers and sisters? I honestly think they should never let their guard down because... Why would we look up to someone that we fear? Someone that caused us more harm than good. Because for me personally, I always keep my guard up. Not just at school, but everywhere I go. Because yes, book smarts are important, but being street smart is much, much more important as that that will help you get through life and help you survive. So never let your guard down. Always be aware the police are not your friend. They may smile in your face and they'll protect you, but actions speak louder than words because when they physically hurt you, that's when things hit the fan. And this may be controversial. I don't know how you feel about this personally, Jakira, but I feel like police who do these activities and do these things to young African-Americans should be arrested. No, I 100% agree with you. I think those officers who are racist and are extremely violent with African-Americans and just brown bodies in general should be in prison. They should have some kind of penalty for their actions. However, comma, not all police officers are bad. And I feel like, especially with um, in the Washington, D.C. area, there are a lot of great African-American men and women who are serving daily and trying to protect our city because they are born and raised as Washingtonians. So I feel like they take the oath to protect and serve very seriously. And I feel like when we when we are telling our kids not to protect the police, it's kind of hard because there are some good officers out here who actually want to protect and serve. So it's just like, how do we know the difference? And what do we teach our future kids? Like, of course you teach them how to act in front of a police officer because we know that 
as the past has shown us that sometimes these officers do use extreme force and violence against us, but then what about those who actually do want to protect us? Like, how do we distinguish between the two? Yeah, and that is a good question too, because sometimes it can be hard to like spot out like who's a good cop and who's a bad cop, because sometimes even like the white cop can be the good cops, even the black cops can be the bad cops, because and and that's very tricky too, because you want to when it comes to cops, you want to have a cop like who looks like you, like who's also black and who wants to protect you, unlike these racist white cops, but they could be just as racist as them. And so that's why I feel like that's what the question like that is kind of hard. It is. Yeah. And I think that's the dilemma that we're facing today. Like, who can we trust? And I think that's why people are advocating so strongly for removing police in schools, because I think history has shown us or past actions by these security guards or police officers in schools have shown either the PTA, students, parents, everyone, that they should not be allowed to have this much power. And I think sometimes these um, police officers or security guards in schools try to assert their dominance via violence and just doing a little too much in front of the kids. And I feel like that doesn't help the narrative that there are some good some good police officers as well. So it's really it's a really hard question on who we really can trust and how how we can actually enforce safety while also providing a nurturing environment in schools. So do you do you think that police should be in schools or security guards are needed in schools? I was actually gonna get into that. Uh, I too am conflicted on this issue as police and security guards should be allowed in schools in order to really have a more safe and secure environment. But where I lean towards the more negative side, the opposite side is how they handle students of color. Like like Latinos to be exact, where with police brutality against students of color, black and Latinos, how they handle them, it's a racial hypocrisy and it's something that does not sit right with me. That if a black or Hispanic student gets harsher, more brutal consequence and treatment than a white student for doing almost the exact same thing. Like for example, like being on their phone, not paying attention in class, or the teacher getting in fights, bullying, and etc. And according to NYCLU, students of color are more likely than white students to be handcuffed in schools, even where there is no criminal activity. Black and Latino students accounted for 93% of juvenile reports and 94% mitigated incidents where handcuffs were used, as well as 93% of child and crisis incidents where handcuffs were used. This is one of the reasons why the school system, I think, isn't right and because of the mistreatment towards black and Latino students as we and they are more likely to get suspended, expelled, and arrested than white students. Which I think the reason why is because so that the public can believe all of the negative stereotypes of both races, like being thugs, criminals, uneducated, angry, and violent. And that, I feel is that why police should be removed from schools. Mm -hmm. Do you think so? Um, I'm conflicted, as I stated before, yes. but I grew up I was born and raised as a Washingtonian, and for elementary school, I went to, well, elementary school and middle school, I went to predominantly black institutions. So I never really faced discrimination with my security guards. I actually viewed them as big sisters and big brothers. So I get what the what the assistant principal at Eastern Senior High School was trying to say. 
Um, however, come I know that's not the narrative for most students, especially if you go to a predominantly white high school or predominantly white high uh, middle school or elementary school, you may not have similar experiences. However, the security guards in my elementary school and middle school were really dope. Um, they always looked out for us. They would um, make sure we were good. If we ever had a bad day or we got sent out, they actually talked to us and wanted to see what was going on, not just penalized us and sent us in, in, school, in, um, in school suspension. They actually got to the root of it. I kind of felt as if they were like my big sister and big brothers and low-key my therapist as well because I was able to feel safe enough and vulnerable enough to vent to them on issues that were really concerning me as a 13-year-old. Like, <laughs> I really can't believe we have to wear this dress code. I can't believe they're going to send me home because I don't have the belt on. Like, just like things like that that right. were so mundane and so small. <laughs> to like adult Jakaira but little Jakaira was like wow this is so major like I can't believe I'm going through this but they really sat there and listened to me vent so I appreciated them so that's why I really feel conflicted because I had such a good experiences with security guards in my elementary and um elementary and middle school however comma on the same note when I went to college, I went to a predominantly white institution, and the public safety officers that were on my campus just did entirely too much. Most of them were retired on police officers, so coming out of the force and just like old and had to like, you know, hang up the badge and gun, but just didn't really want to let it go yet. So they worked at a college, and they just took their job too seriously. I feel like if you're going to be a security guard or a police officer in a school, you have to know your place, and you're not most more likely than not you're not going to be out here um breaking up gun disputes or really major fights it's giving monday things like a student doesn't want to be kicked out of class or a little disagreement between students no need for you to use brunt force or to have a gun per se so i just feel like it depends because i got both sides of the spectrum like middle school and elementary school my security guards were mad dope I really appreciated them. They were always there for me. But then when I got to college, the public safety just did a little too much. And it was multiple times where we had to do, like, sensitivity training. And there was a, um, actually a petition that went around school my junior year to disarm DPS, which is my Department of Public Safety, because they just did entirely too much. So I definitely see both sides of the spectrum. But I don't know. I just feel very conflicted. But I definitely agree with you that black and brown students are are basically pointed out and singled out at disproportionate rates. Like um, the juvenile crime rates are plummeting. However, the disciplines that schools are using and the policies that they're enforcing are moving in the opposite direction. So like out of school suspensions have increased about 10% since the early 2000s and they have more than doubled since the 1970s. Um, they have had even more, um, there's been even more imbalance of black students. Um, usually black students, and like you said, black and brown students are three times more likely to be singled out or to be penalized in their school system. So given the clear bias and racism perpetrated in the public school system, how can we, black and brown students, feel safe around them? Like, I know you mentioned earlier, you feel like you can't let down your guard, but what if people don't want to move like that? What if they want to trust the people that's supposed to serve them? What advice would you give them on how to actually change the public safety in their school? Like, do you have any ideas? Like, do I have do I have any ideas and advice? Um, you said can't let their guard down, right? Mm-hmm. You were saying that earlier that yeah. you feel like you're not gonna be able to let your guard down in front of police officers. Well, I would say that just always just be aware and keep on the back of your mind that anybody can switch up on you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, like they can smile in your face and they can act like they're your buddy and stuff. But also too, like I say, really keep in the back of your mind and really be cautious and aware of their actions because sometimes 
their words and actions cannot align. So mm-hmm. if they end up like switching on you very quickly, that's when I really reconsider. Definitely. I feel like for, for me, I think that was great advice. I think something I would add probably to try to combat, you know, um, disgruntled police officers in your schools would probably be trying to take the issue to administration. Um, hopefully yeah. your administration actually cares about you and wants to see that, make sure that you have a safe environment to attend for eight hours a day. So hopefully they will take your concerns seriously and if not, create a petition because once you create some noise behind your cause, people will take heed. So if you find that what your security guards are a little rude or given a little signs of racist undertones or a little biased and not singling you out because you're black and brown opposed to your fair skinned counterparts, I think you definitely should make your concerns known and do a petition and go to administration. If administration isn't listening, go to the PTA because nobody's gonna fight for you like a parent's gonna fight for you. So bring in that authoritative figure that can fight for you that you may not be able to do so yourself. So that's how I think that's a really good way for them to try to combat those like disgruntled officers in their schools. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also too, to be honest, Especially with given the fact of how the public media portrays the relationship between the police and black people, young black male to be exact, in their relationship, I feel that it makes total complete sense for a black or brown student to feel uncomfortable and have that sense of urge and anxiety going to school to having the police around them. And being a black male myself, I should have had to feel that way going to school or college, where it should be a learning and safe environment for myself. And when I have kids, he, she, or they, I'm going to make sure that I won't send them to a school that had a police because, or like school that has like bad history with a police or security guard, because I don't want them to go through the same experiences that our generation is going through right now and generation before us. Okay. So go, so go on a little tangent. Do you think that you would place your child into a predominantly black school or would you do like a predominantly white institution? Like, how are you, how are you? How are you really going to avoid having police in your child's school? Because at the end of the day, as we know with Sandy Hook, I believe that was the name of the school, and this with the school shooter, you need you you kind of do need security to protect these students. Because in the day and age where where we live, with guns being so readily accessible to students without licenses and things like that, I think we need some kind of security. So personally, I feel like I still would put my child in a school with police officers or security guards. I would just, like you said, need to do like a background check or look at the history of those officers to make sure that there's no underlying like racist like tones yeah. that they're giving students or um, discriminatory things that they're doing to these students. Just making sure that my child can feel safe because at the end of the day, we live in a crazy world we and we need to make sure that our kids are <laughs> safe. Like. That's our babies. Right. So personally, I still will advocate for having security guards in school because I think it's kind of a necess- it's a necessity at this point and in the world that we live in currently. However, like you said, I will be doing research on the school and making sure that the officers don't have any priors and making sure that there's no issues of um, race in their um, school. So in the same tone, it gets me thinking, like, is school discipline and the criminal justice system intertwined? Like, after recent exposure to police brutality, as you mentioned, um, activists and advocates have posed the concern that police and schools are further perpetrating systematic racism and brunt force onto black and brown children in Washington, D.C. So 
some some believe that having police presence in schools may not foster a safe learning environment, but rather creating a threatening environment, which contributes to the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, trouble at school can lead to a student's first contact with the criminal justice system, which prevents the appearance that schools are low-key advocating for pushing students into the juvenile justice system by arresting them for making minor mistakes. Um, I believe we were talking earlier, you mentioned the girl that got dragged mm-hmm. by the police officer. Like, I can see why you don't want to put your kids exactly. in school with police officers, because you have those handfuls that are just giving people a bad rap. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's because like the, prison, the school to prison pipeline is real. And those first instances of encountering a police officer usually doesn't go well for black and brown students in schools. And then once they have like one incident, I feel like they're then targeted as like the bad kids. So now every time there's an issue, they're always looking at those kids and then that probably creates this like stigma that's placed onto them that they're not good kids and they probably start internalizing that and start probably to rebel and then get into like serious trouble as they get older because they never had that good authoritative figure who can give them guidance on what's right and wrong without really like penalizing them as harshly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And also, too, with racial hypocrisy, like, viewing us as bad kids. So I'm like, okay, so those white kids at school who are the school shooters, so mm-hmm. are, I'm guessing they are the good kids then, so they're shooting up the school, and they just come out and say, like, oh, he was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. He's going through a lot. But yet, like, when we have an attitude, we don't want to do something that we don't want to do, we're all of a sudden, we're just bad kids. That just makes yeah. us bad. But school shooter, um, had a hard life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Day. Like, he didn't, eat his, didn't have his meal. <laughs> the same when you're hungry. Oh, man. No, I feel you. I don't know. I just, I just hope that we can change the narrative surrounding police in schools, and it's not on us to do because we're the victims of their brunt force and their violence. However, I really wish that the school boards would actually do like background checks on their police officers and the security guards that they're hiring to ensure that they're putting the best security in place for these kids. Because at the end of the day, once we have kids in the future, we're going to we're trusting these school systems to protect our kids for eight hours a day. And once we drop our kids off, their lives are in your hands. That's a lot of trust we're giving somebody. So I feel like these school boards and the school system has to earn that trust. And so far they haven't. So it was really sad. Um, I really feel like overall having police in schools will promote a safe environment if we choose the correct security guards and officers to protect our youth. However, with the distrust that black and brown youth have with the police, I highly doubt that that will be the case anytime soon. I think the first thing we have to do is, or the first thing that security guards and officers in the Washington DC area has to do is create a better foundation of trust with um, the youth in the city and that can promote like a safe learning environment and a place where they can come and actually want to talk to you and view you as your mentor. But then again, I don't want to discourage the idea of black and brown um, children forming healthy environments and relationships with police officers. I just think it will take a lot of trust for our youth to get to that point. I definitely agree with that. I feel like we definitely need to build a trust and foundation and just really build a more safe and secure environment for black and brown students and Latino students too, because we are really like the main target when it comes to when it comes to police and when it comes to schools and often we are looked at the bad guys where it's really the opposite and I really feel like the media is also to blame for this too because they really like brainwash the viewers and the audience and thinking like 
we are doing the harm and the police are doing the good, but really, the, it's really the police mm-hmm. that are doing the harm. And we are We're bystanders. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we had to suffer the consequences where it's really not our fault. Yeah. And that's the sad part about it. It is. So after this healthy dialogue and conversation, has your point of view changed? Are you still conflicted on should police be allowed in schools? Or do you now have a firm stance on the matter? I am still conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What about you? I... I, after our conversation, this fruitful like dialogue, I feel like I would like police in schools. However, I want to correct police officers in schools just because, like I mentioned earlier, the world we live in is really crazy and a lot goes down daily. And if I'm, I'm already scared to bring children into this world. So if, I, if I'm doing so and I'm leaving them with some people for eight hours a day, I would rather know that they're being protected by a really a really good officer or a security guard who wants to promote my child's health and actually wants to make sure they're okay throughout the day. So I probably would still prefer police in schools. However, I think they should go through vigorous background checks. Yes. Definitely um, diversity and sensitivity training. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they should weed out those who display racist and bigoted feelings and like ideals towards black or brown students. I just feel like the interview process for allowing these police officers to have a job in these schools should be very vigorous and thorough. And I feel like as of right now, that's not the case. So hopefully once they change the interviewing process, um, I will feel more comfortable with my child having police in schools. But I most likely will be sending my child to a predominantly black institution Mm -hmm. regardless. So hopefully things will be better. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hope for the best, pray for the worst. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think this was a really great conversation. Yes, sure. Anthony, it was. was it was great. Hopefully, we could touch bases in a few years and see mm-hmm. talk about how the security system and the school system has changed in general, mm-hmm. and if your ideals have changed on whether you're conflicted on having police in schools or not. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see in a couple, maybe a decade or two. Maybe a decade or two. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us. Anthony and I, we really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had um, with amongst black and brown students, but also people in the school boards and also those who are hiring the security guards need to be a part of this conversation as well to foster this fruitful dialogue and to foster change. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Shakira, for being my co-host in this podcast. 